Yeah, sure. Cool. Unmuting. I think he'll control it. Okay. Thank you. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the September 26th meeting of the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission. Um, we have a full house tonight as far as commissioners are considered. All of us are in on this meeting tonight, so welcome, everybody. Um, let's go ahead and get started with general meeting items. Um, I don't see anything listed under general meeting items. Sorry, before we start that, I do have a little preamble yep. to read. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's fine. Uh, thank you. Good evening, everyone. My name is Becky Pepper, Planning Manager. Joining me here in the City Commission Room is Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services Director, and Drew BLB, who will be helping to facilitate the Zoom vid video portion of the meeting. We'll work alongside the Chair to facilitate the meeting proceedings. Um, but as mentioned before I began, I have a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the City's YouTube channel and Cable Channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you're not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to the Zoom facilitator. Unless you're participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. And you'll still be able to hear the meeting, and when you are participating, please turn your video on. And if you have any trouble, you can send a chat to the Zoom facilitator. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And with that, I will turn it back over to the chair. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. I got so excited about some of the people being here, I forgot all about the, the Zoom part. Um, so let's go move right on ahead to the minutes. Um, if there are no amendments to the minutes, I would accept a motion to um, approve the minutes. So moved. I have a second? Second. All right, can we have a roll call, please? Commissioner Ashworth. Oh, any discussion first? Oh. Yeah. Oh, roll call then. Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barotto? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvar? Yes. Commissioner Hayden? Yes. Commissioner Munch? Yes. Commissioner Payden? Yes. Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes 10 to 0. All right. And do we have any committee reports this evening? Seeing none, uh, we'll move to communications. Um, do we need to receive any written communications from the public? All communications were included as part of your packet this evening. Thank you. Do we need to receive any written communications from staff, planning commissioners, or other commissioners? No additional communications this evening. Thank you. Any written action of any waiver, requests, or determinations made by the city engineer? None this evening. Disclosure of any ex parte communications? I have, Commissioner uh, Rexford. Yes, thank you. I have one. Um, I in uh, a tour of uh, a couple sites with Commissioner Broder this week. Um, we had a chance to visit with Serena Anderson, who's on item number three, I believe, um, who shared some of her thoughts in the mails that she's already sent in. So nothing new to add there. And then on item number two, we were able to meet with um, Alan Michaels, who is the uh, applicant, who did a walk around the site. Nothing new outside of what's already in the packet. If anything comes up um, different from that, we'll make sure and Bring it to okay. the commission. Thank you. Any other commissioners have any ex parte communications? All right. Seeing none, um, any declaration of abstentions from specific agenda items this evening? 
Seeing none. Okay, so now we're at the portion of the meeting where we have general public comment. And this is an opportunity for the public to comment on things that are not on the agenda item items this evening. So um, three minutes for any general public comment that is not on the agenda this evening. Do we have anybody that would like to make a general public comment? Okay, seeing none. We will then move on to our regular agenda item. So uh, this is gonna be a little um, back and forth with uh, recessing and reconvening. So our first item is to consider uh, approving a revised site plan for the airport terminal on Airport Road. Now, in order to do this, the Planning Commission needs to become the Airport Commission. Um, so we're going to recess the Lawrence-Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission and then reconvene as the Airport Commission. We are now sitting as the Airport Commission to hear this item. And Planner Beck Sandy Day um, will be presenting this item. Good evening, Commissioner Sandy Day Planning. Um, your actions tonight are as the Airport Zoning Commission, and this is a, a board that you sit in as designated by the Land Development Code, and for the purposes of looking at the airport overlay district, of which the airport has um, a couple of different zones, but generally is an overlay district. The specific project is actually a site plan, so this is one of those strange opportunities where site plans actually come before this body. They would normally be administrative. There are three components to the project. One has to do with changes to the airport terminal building as well as improvements to airport road and then also um, a parking lot expansion um, to support air, air related activities at the airport. Of these three things, um, if there are no um, improvements that really are are vertical. Um, so the surface of the parking lot is expanded, but there's there's no verticality to that. The airport road improvements, there's no verticality to that. And then the terminal building is predominantly an interior remodel. But all of these things are subject to site plan review and therefore required to come before this board. Air, uh, Scott Wagner is also on the line and he is the airport manager for the city. And if you have specific questions about uh, the timing of the project or the funding of the project, um, I'm sure that he can answer those questions for you. The significant thing about the parking is um, they, the proposal does add more surface parking um, as we get more tenants out uh, to the airport facility and there are various improvements to the terminal and air services, having that additional space for um, not only employee parking, but also customer parking um, as people are using the uh, aircraft um, for more uh, regional travel opportunities. I'm happy to answer any questions. It's a fairly straightforward project. Um, and then Scott and I are both here. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Um, is the applicant present and does the applicant want to speak to this proposal? Andy Bodine, thank you. 
My name is Andy Bodine. I work for Crawford Murphy and Tilly. Um, good evening. Uh, on behalf of the applicant, which is the city of Lawrence, uh, specifically the Lawrence Regional Airport, um, I think Sandy covered everything very well. Um, what we're doing here is, is hopefully a little bit more efficient use of space um, surrounding the, the terminal itself through a little bit of a parking um, remodel and then mill and overlay of the uh, airport entrance road. Um, outside of that, a little bit of beautification outside the, the terminal itself through some new landscaping and things like that. Um, but as Sandy said, everything is predominantly housed um, within the terminal shell itself. So um, with that, would be happy to answer any questions that any, anyone has. Thank you very much. Uh, now we, if there's any public comment, anybody present in the chambers who would like to speak to this issue this evening, there's a three minutes for public comment. No one in the chambers. Is there anyone online? I'm not seeing anybody online wishing to comment on this, so I'll bring it back to the Planning Commission for discussion. Now, the reason we're seeing this this evening is mainly because of the parking area. It's because of parking that is before the Planning Commission. Would anybody care to comment on this? Um, is Commissioner Payton, um, you're muted. Are you talk, speaking to this issue? I'm not sure. She, Commissioner Payton, are you speaking to this issue? No. Okay. No comment from the commission? Well, then I'd accept a, a motion. I'd be happy to make a motion. <clears throat> Um, to approve site plan SP22-002484 for proposed improvement to include off-street parking, airport terminal building improvements, and improvements to airport road located at 1930 Airport Road. That's the motion. Do we have a second? Second. Thank you, Commissioner Dubar. And uh, any discussion? Seeing none, can we have a roll call? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barota? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvar? Yes. Commissioner Hayden? Yes. Commissioner Munch? Yes. Commissioner Payden? Yes. Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes 10 to zero. Okay, thank you. Now we will recess the Airport Zoning Commission and reconvene as the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission and start convene a joint meeting with the Baldwin City Planning Commission. So is anybody here from the Baldwin City Planning Commission either in person or online? No one. Okay, we do have a letter in the packet from Baldwin City. So we are still convening as a joint meeting with the Baldwin City Planning Commission, and we will consider um, item number two, um, which is a conditional use permit for an event center and public assembly use at 1558 North 600 Road. So Kyle Kobe is the staff planner who will present this issue, this particular project. Thank you very much. Uh, Kyle Kobe uh, with Planning Department. Um, as uh, just stated, uh, this application proposes establishing a conditional use permit for an event center public assembly use. The structure that the use would take place in is already on site and it's been converted into a recreational space by the owner. Uh, the CUP is being sought in order to open the property up to public events. 
The proposed changes to the property include the addition of gravel parking areas on the northeast side of the barn structure, as well as a concrete parking area and sidewalk on the southwest side of that structure. The grass overflow uh, and or outdoor event areas shown on the site plan as well. The applicant has noted that outdoor lighting will be added around the parking area to the northeast. They have submitted additional information uh, pertaining to the lighting. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to review them, so I don't have any additional comment on those, but that is something that will be reviewed for compliance with the lighting standards um, in the Douglas County Zoning Code prior to final approval. Um, the property is zoned AG2, Transitional Agricultural District. All surrounding properties are zoned either the same or AG1, as shown in Figure 2 in your staff report. The area is primarily characterized by residential and or agricultural uses, though there are several non-residential uses located nearby as well, as you can see in Figure 3 of your staff report. An event venue is located along North 600 Road to the west, equipment storage use to the south on East 1550 Road, and two commercial greenhouse uses are located to the east on North 600 Road. Uh, the recommended conditions of approval are included in your staff report. I've already touched on the one pertaining to lighting. There's also a condition stipulating that any signage must comply with sign code requirements and that any events exceeding 100 guests or any outdoor event that includes sound amplification would require a special event permit through Douglas County Zoning and Codes Department. The last condition is related to the gravel parking area. Um, since new parking is proposed on this site, the provisions of section 12-311-3.02 come into play, and those state that non-residential uses require paved surfacing for parking areas and driveway. So staff's recommending that this requirement be brought to the Douglas County Board of Zoning Appeals for consideration, and we're making an approval with the CUP. I am uh, aware that the applicant has submitted an application uh, for that variance through the Board of Zoning Appeals, and that will be scheduled for a future Board of Zoning Appeals meeting. And that concludes my presentation. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. I'm, I don't see the applicant online. I don't know if maybe they are present in person, though. Okay, thank you, Kyle. Um, so now it's time for if the applicant is present um, in the room, the applicant is present. If you'd like to come up, um, Alan Michaels. Okay, there's 10 minutes for presentation. Thank you. I will try to make this brief. Kyle did a pretty good job. Uh, good evening. My name is Alan Michaels. Uh, this is my wife, Beth. We are the applicants uh, for this. Uh, a big thanks to Kyle and the team for really getting us to this point. We've uh, put a lot of hard work into bringing it to our own use and just something that we're really proud of. Want to share with the community. And, and this isn't our full-time job. This is something we kind of do for fun. And I appreciate the commissioners that came out to see the place, the pictures in your packet in my own humble view don't do it a lot of justice but it's a it's a beautiful place that we're really looking forward to sharing with the uh with the lighting that's in there we we live there this is our home we don't want this to be lit up like a downtown we're in the country we moved there for a reason we like it we want to do the minimal lighting required to provide safety for the people that visit but we certainly want to make it to where we can turn it off when we're not using it don't need it and don't really want to light up the universe out there. So that's our plan with the lighting and I'm looking forward to working with Kyle and, and the staff to find the right solution for that, for that uh, 
item. Uh, with regard to the, the gravel, we, we have made the application to BZA and I think, you know, as a civil engineer, we, you know, we've put a lot of thought into how we've arranged things out there and the surfaces and the runoff and the, and the erosion and the things that we've worked really hard to control on our own property to keep it really nice and preserved and looking the way that we want it to look. And so we're hopeful that the BZA will find, it, find that in our favor. We've got, a, we've got quite a bit of gravel out there and I don't even want to kind of think about what that would do to the runoff situation if it all became pavement. So hopefully that we'll get past that item. Other than that, the site plan and the application, I think we've put everything in there that, that I could say, I don't, I don't know that there's any need to go through it other than we're looking to do this as, as small events where we've got uh, another event space down the road from us that I think hosts a lot more people. That's really not the market we're looking for here. We're looking to be small controlled events of you know 100 or less. It's just probably the maximum number of people I really want that I don't know on our property. Again, with it being our home, we're going to be pretty protective about what happens there. And it's not something we're looking to do every single day and weekend of the year. It's, it's, it's not our job. We have, you know, we're hoping to take advantage of maybe a small niche to have a few people out a few times a year and, and hopefully make it this, a good, safe place for the community to enjoy. And honey, I don't know if you wanted to add anything on top of that, but that's what I know. Um, I think that when we first found this place uh, and fell in love with it, I have been an event planner for a long, long time. That's what I started my career in. And so I thought this could be an opportunity, but we have five kids between the two of us. And uh, we thought this would just be a really nice way to afford their weddings. And so then since we're building this area for our own children, especially once COVID hit, and then so many people had to put their weddings and celebrations off, then we found that this really could be a good opportunity to provide an affordable solution. It's not our goal to really make a mint on this. We just love it. We love the view. We think we have one of the best views in the county and it's almost selfish to keep it for ourselves. So that's it. Thank you both. Thank you. Is there anyone else online or in person that wishes to comment on this item? Any public comment on this item? Seeing none, I'll bring the discussion back to the Planning Commission. Question. So um, this is more for understanding. It says any event exceeding 100 guests requires a special permit. Is that a one-time thing? Do we know? Or is that for every event? over 100. Kyle Covey with planning. I think the answer to that question at any event that was uh, to go over 100 It'd individuals. Reapply, reapply every time. Yeah, and Carl, I see is on the line. He might be able to clarify that process. I would suspect that if there was like a, you know, an event that would go over the course of two days, you know, it would be from this time to this time on Saturday and Sunday or something that might be, you know, one event permit, but um, any individual event that was proposing going over either one of those marks would require a special event permit. Is, is that pretty straightforward? Cumbersome straight, I mean, how, how hard or easy is that to get? I think know? I'll let Carl go ahead and take that one if he can. He, he's gonna be way more familiar with that process. Carl Bauer, Douglas County Planner. <clears throat> yes, uh, the special event permit is relatively straightforward. It's not as cumbersome as a CUP, for example. And yes, it would be for every um, event that involves 
um, outdoor amplification of noise or um, over 100 people. The main purpose or the idea behind this condition is so that neighbors are notified. Everybody within half a mile would be getting a letter once uh, that application is submitted. Thank you. Other questions regarding this particular project? Mr. Carter? Um, a question uh, uh, for Kyle. Um, condition one, all signage must comply with sign regulations. Um, can you explain why that's laid out explicitly instead of being an implicit assumption of the COP? Um, attention to detail, I suppose. There's a sign that's proposed uh, that, that you can see on the site plan at the very southern end. Um, so we just wanted to make sure to note that so that it didn't get lost. Um, I think it is something that we would have accounted for one way or the other, but just to make sure that it's being um, stated clearly at this stage, um, since it's being proposed, kind of similar to the lighting, you know, it's it's going to be subject to the standards that apply one way or the other. But that way, um, you know, going forward, this would account for any changes in the future or anything like that. Just signage must comply with this, the sign code standards. Okay, thank you. Mr. Carpenter? Yeah, Mr. <clears throat> Carter, I think we touched on this type of situation before with a Airbnb type use and having specific items listed. What I think the intent, um, I'll be corrected if I'm wrong, but it also ties compliance of the sign code to the continuation of the CUP. So a violation of the sign code could result in a violation of this other CUP and start enforcement actions. Without it, you just have the sign code. Got it. So that was why they wanted to tie things like trash pickup and other things so that you actually had them, that they could be enforced through the CUP process. Thank you. Other questions, comments? Um, I do have one quick question for Kyle. Um, usually when we see these event center CUPs, there is uh, a note in there about hours of operation. Is there a reason this one does not have hours of operation? Yeah, I, I think the answer to that is essentially the scope and scale of the use that's being proposed. Um, it is a, a smaller smaller intensity, lower lower intensity, smaller scale. Um, it did not um, rise to that level. Uh, it was something that kind of occurred to me at one point. Um, you know, when I was talking, you know, with Carl and some other folks, I, it just wasn't something that seemed necessary in this instance. However, if that is something, a, a concern or a condition that uh, the commission would like to place on it, we can certainly uh, go down that route. Uh, that just wasn't something during the staff review portion that we identified. Thank you. Make a comment if I yes. could. Um, had the opportunity to uh, look around uh, this, this site. Um, and the applicant's right, uh, the pictures in this don't do it justice. Um, it's a, it's just a gorgeous facility. The work that they've put in out there and what they've built is something pretty special. It's not a giant place. It's fairly, fairly contained. And the fact that it sits, what, 100 yards away from the applicant's front door um, relieved the concerns that I might have about how this might become something larger or louder or brighter um, just because they're, they are, they're literally it's the barn next to their house. So I'm a I'm strong supporter of this and, and wish these guys a lot of luck. Okay. Any further comments from the commissioners? And if not, I would entertain a motion. 
I remember in making the motion, there are a number of conditions yep. on this on this application. So I'm happy to make a motion. To, okay. No one else. Okay. I'll make a motion. Uh, move that we approve a conditional use permit, CUP-22-00161, for an event center public assembly use at 1558 North 600 Road, and forward a recommendation of approval to the Board of County Commissioners based on the findings of fact found in the body of the staff report and subject to the conditions listed in that staff report. Thank you. Do we have a second? Commissioner Dubur? Any further discussion? And if somebody would please let me know, I do not see Commissioner Munch on my screen. So if somebody, if Commissioner Munch were to raise his hand or make a motion, if somebody would let me know, that would be great. Ah, okay. Um, all right. Thank you. Okay. Um, can we have a, a call for the vote, please? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barota? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duver? Yes. Commissioner Hayden? Yes. Commissioner Munch? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes 10 to zero. Thank you. And thank you for coming this evening. All right, we now will adjourn the joint meeting with the Baldwin City Planning Commission and reconvene as the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission to hear item number three. Um, it is another conditional use permit for equipment storage located on 779 Road. Um, and the planner that again is Kyle Kobe. Thank you very much. Can you bear with me just one second while I get set up? Thank you. Um, once again, Kyle Covey with Planning Department. Um, as just stated, a conditional use permit for an equipment storage heavy use at 1603 East 779 Road. Two previous CUPs have been approved on this property for the proposed use. The most recent one being CUP-03-02-06. That CUP has expired. Um, so while the proposed use and conditions are the same as in the previous CUP, this is technically a new CUP and not a renewal of the previous one. A, a quick note regarding the conditions of approval. Uh, Jaycock Excavating is listed in conditions two and three. That was the previous owners of the property. That was a mistake on my part. Um, I just space that that will be uh, updated on the resolution that would go before the Board of County Commissioners. Um, the applicant noted that to me, um, so that correction will be made going forward. Um, the conditional use permit site plan notes the existing conditions on the property and denotes where the specific uses are located. Southern portion of the property is generally used for agricultural purposes. The northern portion is used for residential purposes and the use in question for the CUP is right in the middle of those two. Site plan shows berms on the west and south sides of the equipment yard and parking area. The existing shop structure is located on the east side of that parking area. Um, no change to the existing conditions, the scope of use, or the conditions of approval from the previous conditional use permit are proposed with this application. Um, the subject property is zoned AG2, which permits equipment storage heavy with a conditional use permit. Um, as you can see in figure two of the staff report, surrounding zoning is primarily either AG1 or AG2, though there is a GB general business district zoning to the west at the intersection of Highway 40 and North 1600 Road. The existing conditions of the property as noted on the site plan are compliant with density and dimensional standards. <coughs> Excuse me. 
The majority of the surrounding area is characterized by uh, residential and or agricultural uses. However, there are other non-residential uses located nearby, as you can see in figure three of the staff report. These include a water tower and Kanwaka Township Hall directly to the south, two commercial uses nearby to the west along Highway 40, and a Christmas tree farm to the east along Highway 40. Um, in addition to the comments noted in your packet, I did speak on the phone with two other nearby property owners who expressed opposition to the proposed conditional use permit. And um, I just want to make a specific note regarding the address of the property. It is a bit unusual, but the address for the proposed use is correct as shown in the staff report um, in that it shows as being addressed off of East 779 Road, though the house on the rear of the property is addressed off of Highway 40. So it's kind of reverse of what you might expect, but that address is correct according to um, my map and everything. Um, that concludes my presentation. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. And it looks like the applicant is available online as well. Thank you. I believe is David Hamby online for the applicant. I am David Hamby with BG Consultants. I appreciate Kyle's work on this. Um, I don't have much to add, but I will say that the owner of the property is in the audience there and he's be happy to answer any questions you may have specific to the owner but if you have any questions for me i'd be happy to answer them um thank you um would the applicant like to make any comments at this time thank you madam chairman i'm tom sloan we own that property we live immediately west of that uh, location and as you may have noted in uh, my letter to the board, we did not uh, monitor our tenant very closely during the pandemic. Um, we have corrected that and we believe we're in full compliance with the previous CUP and are committed to uh, being in full compliance going forward. That's all, I'll respond to questions if you have any. Thank you, Mr. Thank Stanley. you. Oh, uh, Madam Chairman, if I may, I also want to commend Kyle for his uh, work. This is not uh, something that I do on a regular basis. He was extremely helpful, and I uh, just want it noted. Thank you. I'll ask now if there's any public comment on this item. Is there anybody in the room who wishes to comment on this item? Is there anybody online that would like to comment on this item for public comment? All right, seeing none, I'll bring it back to the commission for discussion. So, I, yeah, so I visited the property and um, it has been cleaned up. I mean, I don't know what it looked like before, but it looked like a, a pretty clean operation. Um, I do have a question about the about mowing though. Um, it did seem that uh, the area in the front is overgrown and living out in the country, um, I live out in the country and we have to worry about invasive weeds and such. So I just wonder if you guys have a plan to keep, you know, that area free of, of weeds and things like that. Thank you. That property was mowed yesterday. Okay. I'm working through all of our properties. And, okay. and so, so you have a regular, it's I on a regular a, schedule. I mow every year. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Other comments from public commission? Did you, did you have another? No, that's oh, it. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm looking online. 
No comments there. Any other comments from commissioners? Commissioner Carpenter. Well, looking at the aerial map uh, on the Lawrence interactive map, you can see why people were kind of upset. That looks like a lot of junk, but I was out there yesterday after it was mowed. So <laughs> it was mowed and it, it has been all cleaned up. If it couldn't stay that way, I don't see a problem with having a new conditional use permit for this use, but it does require monitoring. And for those neighbors, if there are problems, they need to, you know, contact county zoning and codes and let them know if there are problems so that they can be addressed or go over and visit their neighbor <laughs> and say, there's a problem since the neighbor's right there. Um, but otherwise I don't see any problems with this. <clears throat> And I will note one of the conditions is there is a, a, a bit of a review at five years not um, before the, the CUP expires. Um, so I want I appreciate the commissioners that were able to go out and take a look. So that helps, I think. Um, I was not able to do that. So I appreciate those of you who could visit. So thank you. We spoke to uh, the neighbor that lives mm -hmm. just adjacent there had submitted several mails with uh, concern and um, I don't want to speak for her. I'm not trying to do that at all. I will say though that in reading the mails from her comments, mowing and the cleanup work that was done seemed to directly address some of the concerns that were there. There is ongoing concern that it be maintained, that it continue right within the scope of the CUP. I think those issues were addressed. Okay, well, if the commission is satisfied, I'll entertain a motion. Approve conditional use permit CUP 22-00244 for an equipment storage heavy use at 1603 East 779 Road and forwarding a recommendation of approval to the Board of County Commissioners based on the findings of fact found in the body of the staff report and subject to the conditions in the staff report. Thank you. Commissioner DeVore, do we have a second? Commissioner Carter. Any further discussion? Seeing none, we have the call for vote. Commissioner Ashworth. Yes. Commissioner Baroto. Yes. Commissioner Carpenter. Yes. Commissioner Carter. Yes. Commissioner Duvor. Yes. Commissioner Hayden? Yes. Excuse me. Commissioner Munch? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes 10 to 0. Thank you. Thank you for coming this evening, Mr. Sloan. Thank you. All right. We are on to item number four. Um, it's a Consider approving a conditional use permit, again, for an indoor sports or recreation faci facility, and Mary Miller is the staff planner to present this particular project. Good evening, commissioners. I'm Mary Miller, city county planner, and this is, as you mentioned, a conditional use permit for an indoor sports facility, and I will pull up my presentation. The subject property is approximately eight acres 
And are you able to see my screen? No, not yet. You're not seeing the conditional use permit? It says you've started screen sharing, but we do not see anything. Try this again. Can you see it now? Yes. Okay. So the subject property is about eight acres and it's located at 960 East 1295th Road. Um, that was the former Highway 59, and it's just at the southern boundary of Tier 3 of the Lawrence Urban Growth Area. A site plan was submitted and approved in 2018, or was approved in 2019, uh, for the Veritas Christian School Gymnasium. Uh, they intended to move out to this site, so the first phase was a gymnasium with some ancillary classrooms. This was approved and was constructed. However, as the use was only a gymnasium and the entire school wasn't there at the time, a condition was added to the site plan. And the condition was that the facility shall be limited to school use and is not to be used as public recreation facility unless the activities approved with a special event permit or a conditional use permit is obtained. And I believe the thought at the time was that there was concern that this may just become a recreational facility if the school never moves out. So that was just one way of ensuring that it would keep the school use. So the figure on the top is the original site plan submitted in 2018. It has the access drive, the parking area, and the school building. And the graphic on the bottom is um, the 2021 site plan for phase two. It looks a little bit more complicated, just has more information. It has the same access drive, the same parking area. They are proposing to expand the parking area the school building is still here. Um, we have four modular classrooms, and there would be a walkway supporting them, a fire access aisle, and then oxidation ponds or lagoons on the south side of the property. And this was approved by the Board of County Commissioners. However, at the time this application was submitted, the engineer identified a KDOT easement. It was a flowage easement, was located under the existing gymnasium. And so he worked with KDOT and they agreed to vacate that portion of the easement. So the site plan was approved by the county commission subject to the condition that that easement, that portion of the easement would be vacated. And so that took quite some time. It was just vacated recently. So the site plan has not yet been released, but this would be phase two for the school. Um, in the interim, while waiting for KDOT to vacate the easement, uh, the school did lease a facility within the city of Lawrence uh, that they'll be using for the next few years and then they'll move on to phase two. They do intend to continue using this facility for their basketball and their school athletics and their physical education classes, but the CUP would allow them to rent this gymnasium out to clubs for practices so they could get additional use out of the building while they're in, in the city. So when we look at conditional use permits, one of the criteria we look at is what is the zoning and land use in the area? Is the proposed use compliant and compatible with those? 
uh, the zoning in the area is Ag 2, a transitional agriculture, and Ag 1, agriculture. These are based primarily on the size of the parcels. And to the southwest of the property, there's CP, or cluster preservation, which is the rural residential zoning district. The land use map on the right side of this screen shows the land uses per the Douglas County Appraiser's Office. The light purple is agriculture, yellow is single family residential, the gray is what they list as vacant, and uh, blue is institutional, that would be a cemetery. And so the proposed use, um, continuing the use of the school and adding this indoor sports and uh, recreation use would be compatible with the existing zoning and land uses in the area. Another criteria you look at is, is the use compatible with the character of the area? And um, when we look at this in the rural areas, we usually try to look at about a mile radius from the subject property. In this case, we're not looking to the east of Highway 59 because given the width of the right-of-way and the nature of the highway being a four-lane highway, it's unlikely that any change on this property would impact the character of the land to the east of the highway. And so this area that we've identified um, is primarily agricultural and residential, and it does contain woodland and floodplain. And the subject property is developed at the gymnasium, so adding this use of indoor sports and recreation facility uh, would not impact the character of the area. And then we have other review criteria that we look at. One is the suitability of the subject property to the uses to which it is currently restricted, uh, which would be the school use. Which it is suited for that. However, as a gymnasium is on the site, it's also well suited to the proposed sports and recreational facility. There should be no impact on the natural environment as no physical changes are proposed to the site with this CUP. And there should be no impact on transportation, community facilities, and utilities. As a school was just recently built, it has an adequate septic system. The uh, school is served by East 1296 Road, which is a major collector. It uh, was the former Highway 59. And it's um, just about one half mile to the north is North 1000 Road, which is an access point to Highway 59. So the use of this facility would not require travel on any township roads and very limited travel on the county route 1296. And then we look at, is it compliant with the recommendations in the comprehensive plan? The comprehensive plan doesn't provide guidance for sports and recreational facilities, but it does recommend that we minimize our change or conversion of agricultural land to non-agricultural uses. And in this case, the property is not agricultural. And it also recommends that um, we encourage combining or creating multiple use facilities when appropriate, such as schools and community centers or fire and police stations to improve accessibility and efficiency. So in a way, this would be a combined use. It'd be the school use plus the club use. And so um, it is compliant with the recommendations in the comprehensive plan. Uh, we look at, is it compliant with the zoning regulations? And as this facility was built in 2018 or 19, just prior to the adoption of the 2020 revised zoning regulations, it had been designed uh, with a 10-foot side setback. This was increased with the 2020 zoning regulations. Now a 30-foot side setback is required. Um, the building was set back far enough that they intended to put mechanical equipment on the north side. 
So a variance was necessary to allow them with phase two to be able to put the mechanical equipment on the north side of the building. And the Board of Zoning Appeals did approve that variance. Uh, the current zoning regulations require a conditional use permit for a school in the Ag 2 zoning. Um, this was built prior to the adoption of zoning regulations, so it has an automatic conditional use permit. So it can continue if the school would be to expand beyond what was originally approved, you know, beyond the area of the school property, uh, then it would be necessary um, to amend the conditional use permit. So it is compliant with the current zoning regulations. And then finally, we look at whether or not a time limit is appropriate. And the condition to do the conditional use permit was based on the fact that only a gymnasium was being built at this time and concerned that this might just turn into a de facto recreational facility. Um, as time goes along and the school moves out here, schools are able to use the gymnasiums and to allow the shared use of gymnasiums without conditional use permits. So it's possible as a school develops in this location that the CUP would not be necessary. So staff is recommending a 10-year time limit on this CUP. And at that end of the time frame, if it's no longer needed, it could be allowed to expire, or if they still needed it, they could submit another application. Uh, there was a question raised uh, when we were looking at the comprehensive plan and the multi-use facility and um, the kind of uses that are allowed in a school, such as um, could Boy Scouts use the facility for Boy Scout meetings without requiring an amended CUP. And so I spoke with the zoning director and she felt that the condition was intended to limit the recreational use since it's a gymnasium. It just didn't want it to become a, a community-wide recreational center. That educational programs or uses such as the Boy Scouts would not require a CUP. And so staff is recommending approval of this conditional use permit to add the indoor sports or recreational facility to use to the property and forwarding the application to the Board of County Commissioners with a recommendation for approval based on the findings of fact presented in the report and subject to the conditions listed in the report. And these conditions are summarized on this screen, um, the 10 year time frame, um, the amount of club use is um, the applicant indicated they wanted to have a maximum of three practices a week and no more than 20 players or coaches at each. Staff is recommending a little more flexibility of six practices and no more than 30 players, just so that we're not having to amend the CUP if the use grows slightly. And no club games or tournaments would be permitted. However, Veritas Christian School is allowed to use this for their athletics and their physical educational programs. So they may have games or tournaments, but none associated with the clubs would be permitted unless they have a special event permit or amend the conditional use permit itself. And then tornado and fire plans would need to be submitted and an updated certificate of occupancy obtained from the Zoning Codes Office before a conditional use permit could be released. And so that concludes my presentation and I will close my screen. I'm happy to answer questions if you have any, and I believe the applicant is present here as well tonight. Thank you, Mary. And now I'd like to invite the applicant to make a presentation, um, Mr. Aaron Gaspers. Yes. Thank you, commissioners, and thank you, Mary. Um, yeah, I'll be brief. Uh, the the facility. My name is Aaron Gaspers. I'm with CFS Engineers, representing the owner. And uh, just to kind of reiterate and summarize, uh, the current facility is is just 
currently being used for Veritas practices and games. This is just expanding for just the club practice use. Uh, ever since we built the facility in, in 2019, we, we have been contacted and see that this is kind of a need in our community for this type of facility. Um, this practice club use is typically off season, meaning Veritas uses the gym uh, for practicing practices and games during volleyball and basketball season. <clears throat> and club use is typically more of an off season uh, type of use. Um, and also a lot of times these club teams have one or two or a handful of Veritas student athletes on them. Um, anyways, uh, a lot of times that's how they, they hear about the gym is we have athletes on those club teams. So uh, with that said, I appreciate the time. And, and again, thank you, Mary. And uh, I can answer any questions that you guys might have. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gaspers. Is there anyone um, in the room would liking to make a public comment on this? Seeing none, um, was there anybody online who would like to make a public comment about this project? Seeing none, I will bring it back to the commission for discussion. Anybody have an opening comment on this particular project? Drove out uh, and uh, took a look at the place. It's a really great facility. It's uh, I, based on the the restrictions that are on this, um, I didn't have a sense that I didn't leave with a concern that additional traffic might be a problem or impediment. Particularly given the destination use of this, you know, down the road once everything is completely unfulfilled. I suppose the only question I have is I, as I look at that, I'm just scratching my head about how oddly specific the limitations are. And whether or not that's so restrictive that it cuts out other potential opportunities that the community might um, find advantage in. Would the applicant or staff like to comment on the restrictions? And Mary Miller, staff, uh, we were basically responding to the uses the applicant indicated they wanted uh, at the site. And if they wanted additional uses, we'd be willing to, to review those as well, but we weren't adding uses ourselves. So there is a path that should, uh, for example, there's a, a, a letter in here from, um, from Ronald Christian that talks about um, golf and something that they have an interest in, in bringing to the community. So not trying to get specific on that, but Marius, if uh, there is opportunity or, or, or an ask to expand the use, is that just as simple as them coming back and asking for some adjustment or does that have to go all the way back through the commission? Uh, with the conditions we have, if they were gonna add another use or exceed the conditions, it would have to be revised conditional use permit and I believe the communication was interested in putting golf on their property, which is adjacent. And so uh, I, I read it that they wanted to know if you would defer this item or at least consider their item. But you know, I have talked with them and they know they need to submit an application. But I think they just wanted to make everyone aware that they were considering having a recreational use as well on their property. Thank you, Mary. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Thank you. Any other comments regarding this particular um, oh. item? I do. Oh, Commissioner Carpenter. Question, mm -hmm. Commissioner Rexrode. Yes. What 
What problem do you see with the limitations? I mean, I don't Mary see said this is what they're asking for yeah. now. And I think the idea of, you know, a special, an event permit, if they want to do something else, deals with most things case by case. But I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. And I'm also reluctant to suggest that we, we try to change that and broaden it without there being a public process, you know, available to people. Um, it was just oddly specific. So I wanted to try to better understand that. That's all. Sounds like it was a very specific request. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I do believe Mary pointed out um, the question about other sorts of clubs that weren't recreational, like Boy Scouts and stuff. And if I can clarify that, Mary, they would not have to come back to the <clears throat> commission to have those sorts of activities. Is that correct? That's correct. And I confirmed that with the zoning director today to make sure what the intent of that condition was. And it was just to make sure this didn't turn into a really large scale recreational facility, but there was no concern with, you know, these educational groups or community groups using it. Thank you. Any other comments on this item? Seeing none, I'll entertain a motion. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I move we approve the conditional use permit CUP-22-00226 for an indoor sports or, rec or recreation facility at 960 East 1296 Road and forwarding to the Board of County Commissioners with a recommendation for approval based on the findings noted in the staff report and subject to the conditions listed in the report. Thank you. Do I have a second? A second. Oh. Mr. Right, thank you. Um, any further discussion? Seeing none and none um, I, none online, uh, can we have a call for the vote? Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barodo? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duver? Yes. Commissioner Hayden? Yes. Commissioner Munch? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Motion passes 10 to zero. Thank you. And um, I also just want to reiterate the letter that uh, was part of this packet uh, now that we voted on the item at hand, um, just as a, an announcement that if other pe people see something and they would like to apply for a project, it's very easy to go ahead and, and contact planning staff um, and they'll get you started on a process. If anybody out there is interested in a project, this obviously got people thinking so yeah. the, the correct path is, is to go ahead and contact planning staff and they'll take you through the procedure for bringing such an item to the planning commission. So, uh, so do we have any consideration of any other business before the commission this evening? None this evening. Okay then, um, I guess we will have a call for recess then. I forget, do we have to motion for a recess? Yes, yes, yes we do have to motion for a recess. I have a motion. So moved. Thank you, Commissioner Carter. I have a second. Second. Thank you, Commissioner Hayden. Discussion? Nope. Call for the vote. Commissioner Ashworth? Yes. Commissioner Barotto? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Duvar? Yes. Commissioner Hayden? Yes. Commissioner Munch? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexrude? Yes. Mr. Thomas. Yes. Motion passes 10 to zero. Okay. Thank you applicants. Thank you commissioners and thank you staff.